Conversations Encouraged with your girl Imani Capri right here on 95.9 FM, WOVU Cleveland, WOVU.org online, and the new WOVU app. Make sure you download that from your Google or Apple app stores. Listen, happy Tuesday. It has been a minute since I have been able to uh, give you a new episode and talk to you. It's been a couple of weeks. So I know that, you know, the current state of the world seems really confusing. Uh, Many places across the country, 96% of Americans right now are under some sort of stay-at-home order. Uh, Here in the United States, there are more than 300,000 cases of uh, people infected with the coronavirus. And of course, this has been and continues to be a global pandemic. So, you know, first of all, I want to say I'm really happy to able to be back and um, to connect with you. My intention during this time is to bring you content that helps lift your spirit. You know, that's pretty much what I was doing before we had the pandemic. But I really want to focus in now on helping us elevate our energy helping to make sure that instead of giving into the low vibrations of fear and panic and questioning, will we ever get past this, um, that we can really create the most value from this time for ourselves and each other. So to that end, uh, we may take a a little different approach than what you've been used to uh, in previous episodes of Conversations Encourage, but I am going to bring or have some dynamic guests join me in the next few weeks via phone. And we are going to have conversations in courage meant to uplift us during this time. So today I have a dear friend of mine who is calling in all the way from Vallejo, California. He has been on the show with us before. Uh, Mr. Dion Lane is here. He is a spiritual reader. I like to call him a visionary, loving soul, dancer, creative artist. And we are going to uh, start a conversation, which I am sure will probably have several other parts to it, but this will be part one. And kind of where we want to start is talking about how do we deal with the duality of human nature and the duality that's manifesting in our environment during this time. What do I mean by duality? I mean like this polar opposite energy. Right. You could look at it as positive and negative, light and dark, healthy and unhealthy, courage versus fear, um, having being told that you have to stay home or stay in as much as you can and balancing that with the desire to want to go outside. How do we how do we balance these seemingly opposite energies and find some peace in the midst of what seems to be chaotic. So we're going to talk about that and we're, we're going to move into some other areas. Um, but I hope you will get your favorite snack or your favorite drink or whatever it is. And, you know, just relax and uh, chill with us here on Conversations and Courage. So Dion, welcome to Conversations and Courage again with the girl Imani Capri. How you feeling today? I feel great. How you doing, Imani Capri? Thank you for having me. Good. I'm I'm awesome. So listen, let's jump right into it. Given your right. your knowledge and your spiritual practice, I think the first question I want to ask you um, is: What is your overall perspective or viewpoint about the coronavirus and where we find ourselves right now? Oh wow. Well, I feel that the coronavirus is a like it is a, a virus that attacks everyone's ability to be that passion personality. So when I think about the virus, I want to think that there's been a virus before the virus actually hit itself. So I'd say the virus of the mind is more important than the virus that is going on today. But to to make it clear, the virus of today, it is a clear indication that we all come in together. That's mm-hmm. what I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. And I love what you said about um, 
you know, looking at the virus of today as potentially a reflection and maybe even you didn't say this, but it's my interpretation, um, an extension of the virus of of the collective human mind. Right. That there are a lot of things and we've talked before, I think, on the episode where you came on with Kyra, we talked a lot about the power of energy, the power of our thoughts and like creating intentions, being being intentional with our energy and, and directing our thoughts and our words in a certain type of way. And I think prior to now, we have really been functioning globally, but especially in the United States on autopilot, you know, like let's go, got to make this happen, get that money, get that bag, grind, 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 hustle, 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 hustle. You know, um, sometimes actually a lot of times sacrificing greater aspects of humanity for the bottom line. Um, focusing on things that divide us versus looking at how can we come together and focusing on what will unite us. You know, look at how dirty and low our politics has gotten in the last four years, Uh, how much hatred has been perpetuated, you know, how much things have devolved um, in terms of international relations with other countries and things like that. So all of these energies are a collective reflection of what we as human beings have been putting out, right? And so now here it is, we have this virus that is literally functioning in a way to force us to have to slow down and take a a serious pause. And we have an opportunity for self-reflection. But in that opportunity of of self-reflection, It's challenging for people because so much of what we're used to doing, being able to move about the country freely or move move about your community freely has now been hindered in the majority of the United States and communities. And then there's all these other, you know, like the polar opposite energies that we're talking about, Um, fear versus courage, you know, thinking about being healthy versus being afraid of getting sick. Where would you start with helping people understand how to juggle all of these seemingly opposite or opposing energies that we're experiencing during um, this quarantine? Okay. Well, with my spiritual healing work or practice that I do, I talk and I transfer energy with a lot of people. And because of that, I have an underlying perspective, and it led me to it leads me to say this: I believe that um, karma is the words that we utter, and we're catching up to the words that we put out there. So that is a big duality that we are all facing right now, along with that coronavirus. Can you give us an example of? you know, how that works in real time. So for instance, if someone is saying, okay. well, I, I'm not fully understanding how my words are really relevant or potentially impacting myself or those around me in this quarantine, what would be an example that you would use or maybe a metaphor that you would use to kind of help people better understand this concept? Okay. So karma is people catching up to their words. Mm-hmm. So if you utter something Like, um, let's say I am looking at somebody over there and I'm saying, oh, I don't like the way they look. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, we're going to have to sit in their shoes, some part of our life. Mm -hmm. So when we are working up to do that, that's our karma that we have to kind of work past. The words that we uttered for someone else, we're going to have to live it ourselves. And we don't want to be beaten around the bush. Mm -hmm by doing so. So we have to be very clear on what we're uttering out our, our mouth because that is our will. Mm-hmm. That's the will of the higher power. So when you are spitting ill to someone else, you're actually um, magnifying the ill word on yourself because we're all dealing with the will. And when we have the will to do something, it is very much based off each individual, but it's collective as well. Mm-hmm. So Catching up with your words, and that's your karma, we have to be very careful on how we speak about people and their situations, because we never know. We will probably be in that situation, too. And you don't want to 
put yourself under restraints when you're in that by what you utter for someone else. Now, how would you take how would we take that concept and apply it in real time right now in reference to the coronavirus and our individual or collective experiences with it? Well, that is a good question. Thank you for asking that. I think that it's our authentic self. I think that this is a moment to where we're being uplifted into our higher self. Mm -hmm. And so we have those quick intuitions, those quick messages that let us know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. But we need to be uh, very authentic to capture those positive vibration, the high vibration, not the lower vibration, but the high vibration, Mm -hmm. to take notice to what works. Because we're we're on this um, repeated cycle of doing things that don't work. Yes. And so once we listen to that intuition and and and, and kind of clear the air mm-hmm. of all the things that we uttered and saying that you know I would never do this or this person over there looked like that or you shouldn't be doing this, you know all those things that blockage the low vibrations. We could pray about that, lift that up to the higher power, which is God, mm-hmm. and. Um, God could be Mother Earth to some, mm-hmm. so we want to bring it to the, the, the Earth of God and kind of let that sit in the wheel so that could clean up everything else. I love what you said, um, and this relates back to kind of like the overarching theme of our conversation, the duality of human nature and how we navigate that at this time. You said, you know, looking at the lower vibrations as a trigger or an opportunity to move into a higher vibration, right? And so one thing yes. that I want to remind our listeners of is that, you know, sometimes I'm Nietzsche Buddhist, of course, I've shared that before. Um, but one of the things that's taught in Nietzsche Buddhism is that you may have things that are called expedient means or a fast way to help something else occur or to move something forward, right? So sometimes I think we can have uh, illness or things that may seem like a tragedy on the surface can actually function in a way that adds more value if we use these things as opportunities to move into that higher energy. What would some of those higher vibrations be? They would be more love you know, um, more compassion for our fellow sister and brother. They would be staying in the house because (laughs) what you do not only affects you, but it affects everyone else around you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we will pick up with this uh, point. WOVU listeners, please stay tuned. And we're back. You're listening to Conversations Encouraged with your girl Imani Capri right here on 95.9 FM, WOVU, Cleveland, a Burton Bell Car community radio station. Make sure to go download the WOVU app uh, so you can listen to us anywhere in the world. Uh, this great content we're going to be putting out. You can also listen to us online at wovu.org online. Please help us get the word out that Conversations Encourages back with the girl on Tuesdays at 11. This is great content for your quarantine. So we have a spiritual visionary healer creative soul loving soul food for your soul he's known online as food for your soul uh but Dion lane is on the line with us all the way from vallejo california again thank you so much for joining us so we are talking about how to navigate the duality of our own human nature during this coronavirus epidemic before we went to break um we were talking about how we can use lower vibrational energy as a quicker way to make us aware and conscientious of moving into higher vibrational energy, which would be like having more love, having more compassion, having a deeper understanding and realization that what I do affects those around me. And I think this virus, you know, I love what you said, Dion, about the coronavirus is much deeper than just a virus that is manifesting or can manifest in our bodies physically. It is also energetically um, a manifestation of a deeper mental, I think, spiritual healing that we as humanity 
need to realize, recognize and seize the opportunity to really change now. Um, You know, in Buddhism, there is this concept called transforming poison into medicine. Right. Yeah. And so um, what I love about this concept is, again, that, you know, it doesn't matter whatever you can have any spiritual practice. Right. All of us may connect to God, the creator in a different form or way. But one thing that I think is very universal across spiritual paths is that something that can appear to be negative on the surface can actually function in a way that becomes for our good. Right. A poisonous situation like coronavirus can trigger us into either demonstrating more of our humanity or, in the contrast, closing up and letting fear consume us. It can, it's giving us an opportunity to um, re-examine, you know, what are some of the personal development goals that I may have or some dreams that I have kind of put on the back burner because I've been so caught in hustle and grind and go get it mode that maybe I haven't been taking time to connect with my authentic self and honor that part of myself. Well, now that I have to stay home and I have to slow down, I have an opportunity to get back in touch with those things. You know, so I want to remind our listeners uh, before we go to Dion real quick, I want to remind our listeners that every day we are presented with opportunities to evaluate our perspective, how we see things. And then to look at how am I using my thoughts, words, and actions, that karma piece? Am I using my thoughts, my words, and my actions in a direction that is going to help create more value for myself and those around me and positive energy and vibrations? Or am I using those things in a direction that is actually going to cause me to feel more closed in, more isolated, more disconnected? We can either look at what we're experiencing right now as an obstacle or an opportunity, another kind of like dual perspective, right? Dion, what do you want to say? Go ahead and jump in. Mm -hmm. I just feel the duality is a big piece here and the poison that you mentioned, it could harm you or save you. And it reminds me of like this world, this world reminds me of a big body of God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we're all cells. As human beings, we're the cells, we're the blood cells that occupy God. So when we're talking about religion or uh, spiritual practice, those are all, I believe, portions of God's body. Mm. So when we are praising God and we have different gods or people are praising different gods, I believe that it's the same God. I believe that we are praising probably the foot, the hands, the, 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 the legs, the arms, the extensions of God to make him whole, because we all come together to make one. Mm-hmm. And I believe that by by thinking that way, I see this virus, coronavirus, being the poison that is the cancer to God's body. Mm-hmm. And so we're all as cells, we are triggering each other cells to be in a good vibration or a low vibration. Mm -hmm. But this whole poison is to remind us how we can tap into the wheel of the true God. Mm -hmm. And that's the God that you praise. Um, And all God is the same. It just just depends on how you look at it. Mm -hmm. You know, just like a quarter. You know, um, I say to myself, um, God and the devil is just like a quarter. It depends on how you flip it. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that we're not entertaining negative stuff. We're more entertaining positive stuff. Nothing is never a problem, but how you deal with it, that makes it a problem. Mm-hmm. So the poison aspect is there to see how poison that is going on right now, which is the virus is considered a poison. It is to reboot some of our soul messages. Yes. You know? And I believe that we are very powerful by will. Yes. And our soul messages come to us by knowledge, letting us know what is right and wrong. But it's that king aha. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we are walking spiritually, and that's our spirit, 
spirit self walking daily to capture those 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 little hints of things that adds up to that soul message that creates an aha moment. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage people to kind of stay in tune and tapped into their soul message to feel that aha moments to allow themselves to have that higher self perspective of thinking. I love the metaphor that you used as all of us being like cells in the body of God. Um, I've never heard anybody say that before, but it's such a, it, it creates such a powerful picture. And I think it captures the idea that this is all connected. We are all connected. It doesn't really matter what our spiritual or religious philosophy may be. We all have a role and a function to play. And that, you know, even when you look at cells in the body, uh, when they fight a virus or some type of energy or or specimen that's invading the body, usually the, the, you know, the white blood cells come to try to isolate that thing and fight it, right? And so what's interesting Mm -hmm. is that in order for us to, I think, all rise above this moment and to help uh, survive, we really need as many possible, as many people as possible to be able to tap into and demonstrate the divinity or the divine gifts that are inside of themselves and their lives. And by more of us doing that, we are going to put more positive, healing, healthy vibrations into the atmosphere to help one another get through this and transform this experience. And so, you know, um, yes. some of the the vibes that I've been plugging into and have really enjoyed, uh, you know, DJ D Nice on Instagram has been doing club quarantine like every Saturday, I think from like 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until, right? I was listening to it um, this past Saturday, probably till about like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but what is really powerful is that he's been doing this the last few weeks. He started out with maybe just like 200 people coming on his live stream. And this has grown into something to where he can easily have, you know, thousands of people to hundreds of thousands of people on his live stream. It is a virtual dance party. He's playing all kinds of amazing music. You know, people are commenting on the live stream, making it like a virtual club atmosphere. Celebrities and luminaries are also joining in on this. Michelle Obama has been on Oprah, uh, Mariah Carey, Lionel Richie, Quincy Jones, like, you know, LL Cool J, the list can go on and on and on and on. Right. We may not necessarily interact with these people in our everyday uh, physical lives, and we may not really interact so much with these people online. But in this particular space during club quarantine, the playing field is level in that sense that we are all kind of in there jamming, dancing and wanting to help people elevate their energy and not give into the spirit of depression, not give into the spirit of fear or feeling defeated by this thing. Uh, And then another thing that I love is that they have been using, he start using the club quarantine uh, as a time to also create a purpose, you know? So like he and Will Smith partnered up and have uh, created some sweat, some hoodies or some things that you can order online. And the benefit, the proceeds of those orders are going to helping to provide more medical supplies to the frontline medical workers that need more masks. Um, I was listening to Kevin Hart has been doing something on IG called Confessions from the Heart, where he is telling these hilarious true stories about just things in his journey from you know the time he spilled pineapple juice all over Beyonce's legs and shoes to um smoking a blunt with Snoop Dogg and it being cut short because uh Bishop Don Juan decided he wanted to smoke the blunt through his nose so you know I know that may be a little edgy for some of our some of our listeners but um Kevin Hart has also come together with another person and been able to collect like two million masks and they're starting to distribute these things. So, um, Dion, yeah, talk a little bit more about what you think in terms of, you know, bringing this being an opportunity to 
examine the duality of like us as the avatar versus <laughs> who we are, who we truly are as authentic self. That's, that's beautiful. Yes. So, um, I am looking at this world and I see how reality is being stepped up from reality of we know it, of human beings into virtual reality of where all technology is being more written in our lives and being a part of our lives like it's us more than us being here. So um, I like to say that we're moving into the, the field of virtual reality. And this is just a little snippet, but this whole virus, I believe, is a catapult into that virtual reality. But anywho, so we're moving into that um, virtual reality of, uh, of being an avatar. So people are ourselves, everyone. We are, we are trying to create ourselves as an avatar. And I'm seeing it daily how one would change their whole appearance to be something that they're not. And it reminds me of the passionate personality. It's like when we go out there to get the job done, when we go out there to work hard and make that ends meet, that's not really who we are, you know, but that's what we hold as Mm -hmm. a characteristic. Mm -hmm. But who we really are is that person that goes home and kind of complain about that job that really don't make them happy, (laughs) but they have to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. So that's who we really are. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, the authentic self is being aware. It's being brought up. It's being. It's, it's, it's time to nurture that. So now we don't have those complaints anymore, and we have time to actually put things in perspective. And I just want to encourage people to don't be the child that because we all working with our inner inner child. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be the child that get distracted easily and run to the next best thing because we always try to move fast. And at this time, it's time to move slow. It's time to regather your bearings, mm-hmm. uh, reestablish your home. And that is your kids. And if you, if you really look at it, our inner child will match our kids' energy very mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. if we will allow them to teach us as well as we teach them. Mm-hmm. And so I see all this, and I say to myself that the duality is very thick with um, with the passionate and the passionate personality versus the the non passionate, the feminine personality, the one that stay at home. The authentic. I love that, and I think you know it's really yes. it's powerful because it's like you and I when you and I were kind of talking and planning what we were going to discuss um, today. You know, I love how we were saying that this pandemic is really stripping away anything that we have falsely anchored our identity to. So if you think, if you think that who you are is your job and now we have more than 10 million people who have lost their jobs, you have to regroup. And you know, the regrouping, it's like we are in an opportunity. We are, we are being presented with an opportunity to heal, not only physically, but emotionally, energetically, spiritually, how we think about ourselves, wherever there has been a disconnect or where we have lost a sense of human connection inside of our own households because of social media, because of that job, because of whatever it is, we now are being presented with the opportunity to have to heal on multiple levels. And I think what's so important, why I wanted to have this this very real conversation and courage is for us to help sound the clarion call, as gospel kid Jay Williams likes to say, that we do not want to miss this opportunity. Yeah, how, we, we don't. how we feel about this time in quarantine is very important. It's also very different from how we pass the time because we can pass the time being distracted and and be so distracted that we haven't done the healing work. Exactly. Or we can really take advantage of the opportunity to slow down, to reflect and reconnect with our true self and with our family and with our loved ones and, and heal 
And through healing, we're able to elevate, right? And we also can understand that connection is energetic. It doesn't always have to be physical. And so when you talk about moving into this like virtual reality, it's really interesting because we are being required to practice physical distancing. Yeah, physical distancing. So it's almost Mm -hmm. like even in terms of what you're used to or accustomed to in terms of perceiving how you have to have relationships with people in a physical way. Now we're being challenged to have to go deeper and connect more energetically using social media in the direction of, you know, um, it, it, it is becoming more of a tool of people being able to have their birthday parties, you know, or, uh, you know, virtual birthday parties online. I've been seeing like a bunch of those um, other things. Like one of my friends, I couldn't jump in the other day, but she did a virtual thing on zoom where it was mask and mimosas where like, you know, we were supposed to call in with like our face mask and like sipping, you know, a mimosa and just catch up with each other. You know, people are coming up with some really creative ways to stay connected and I hope That's beautiful. it is. I really hope that um, when things subside with the corona pandemic, that we will hold on to all of these lessons and the healing and carry that forward in creating a new reality for all of us. I think we have to take a quick break. Um, but when we come back, I want to pick up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to Conversations and Courage with your girl Imani Capri right here on 95.9 FM, WOVU Cleveland, a Burton Bell Car Community Radio Station. Make sure you go to our website, wovu.org online to live stream, listen, or even better, go download the new WOVU app, which you can take with you anywhere in the world and you shouldn't have any issues at all. So, We are um, continuing a, I think, very courageous conversation about the coronavirus and the opportunity that we have to kind of examine our own, uh, the duality of our own human nature and how we can navigate that to move into an even healthier, more uplifted space individually and collectively. And I have my dear, dear friend, um, Mr. Dion Lane, who is a spiritual reader, healer, visionary, creative soul on the line with us from Vallejo, California. Dion, before we went to break, was there anything that you wanted to say about those the points that we were making? Um, just to add, emotionally, we are a force with the inability to grasp the creative choices and a situation. Break that so, down for us a little bit. Okay, so everything is based off our emotions, mm-hmm. and through those channels, uh, what triggers us is how we take on what is present. Mm. So we have to be very safe and secure with our own energy and make sure that we are cleansed of all the karma and also the low self-esteem mm-hmm. that people are having these days. It's almost like we are putting too much emotions out there without putting enough effort into ourselves. Mm. It's almost like being lazy to perform. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me a little bit, to, it makes me aware enough to say to people that um, be very careful out there wearing the gloves and, and, and make sure that you wash your hands and do, do all the things that would make you feel good than to get lazy and say, okay, I'm going to put on the gloves and touch everything in sight, even <laughs> my personal belongings. Right. You know, so I want everybody to be more mindful because this is the time to, to kind of like tap into the higher self. Mm-hmm. And we've been running amok for so long. So mm-hmm. this is a pro- appropriate time to kind of like sit down and, and reevaluate what's going on. And our family is the closest people to us that we can actually physically 
put our hearts to our emotions mm-hmm. that kind of force us to feel. So mm-hmm. I think that's you. I think that's a good um, transition into like our next point, which is mindfulness in each moment, self-awareness yes. and self-control like this Corona pandemic is is really quickening us to have to have a much deeper level of self-awareness and to get there quickly, right? And so I think what's really a powerful metaphor in terms of, I think, where humanity kind of has been and started out in terms of where we are with a collective mindfulness and how our actions affect other people is what you and I came up with uh, last night. We labeled it the tissue issue. The tissue issue, right? (laughs) Where when this first happened, people are going to the stores and just hoarding droves and droves and droves of toilet paper, right? Fear. Fear. That was a fear response. But it was so strong Mm -hmm. and it compelled people so much that there was not self-awareness and compassion enough to say... Maybe I don't really need this amount. I need to leave something for somebody else, right? We're we're only yes. thinking about ourselves and getting siloed. And what do I need? What do I need? I got to survive. What is my and 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 that is part of the problem. That is, or some we don't want to lose control. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go oh, ahead. sorry. No, we don't want to lose control um, in one thing and then try to find control in another but that's not something that we can control. We're being forced to control what's needed to be controlled and everything that we was trying to control before this virus or this poison came along to actually reboot our our um, cycle mm-hmm. and our cycle of soul, our mm-hmm. cycle of the soul, mm-hmm. um, to kind of see things clearly and get more real with yourself. And that's, that, that's a duality within itself. But the goal, right, is balance. The goal is being able to return to center and to have harmony and to be balanced, right? And so part of how do we do that? Practicing, first of all, slowing down. Slowing down, taking time to breathe. Taking time to notice your environment. Taking time to notice what you're feeling, If you're feeling whatever, like get in touch with it. Don't ignore it or find something to distract you from it. Take a little time to sit in it. Maybe you have to journal. Maybe you need to call someone on the phone and talk about how you're feeling or how uncomfortable this is making you. Like, Like the way to heal is to feel. You know, what did our friend, uh, I was listening to a friend of ours at the station, Morris, um, why am I forgetting his last name right now? But anyway, he was doing a live stream and he said, you know, you have to feel it to heal it and you have to name it Ooh. to tame it. Right. So Ooh, we need to be like able that. to name what we're feeling and then we need to be able to feel what we're feeling so we can heal it and move forward. And so in the midst of all these energies that are kind of having us go up and down and back and forth, the key is to find balance, to return to center and say, okay, how can I let this move through me and not be so attached? What is, what is the best thing that I can do for myself and those around me right now? Maybe it's go to sleep. Maybe it's be quiet. Maybe it's go outside and take a walk. Maybe it's sit down meditate. and journal. Right. Meditate. You know, but um, you were saying, and, and we have to wrap up uh, soon, Dion, but, you know, we were talking in our planning of this episode about the importance of being neutral, or I like to also think of neutral as being balanced. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why that's important? Oh, that is the juggler. Um, it is to have that duality and be perfect in harmony with the two um, polar opposites. Mm-hmm. So standing neutral and juggling each side and keeping yourself knowing something and nothing at the same time. And that's also to say that every exit is an entrance as well. 
So if you have to know enough to get to the door and know nothing to learn something once you pass through it. So we are constantly juggling, juggling and, and harmonizing this whole energy, where to be, how to be present. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do is this. The best thing is to think more constructively, act more productively. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we'll, we'll restore hope. Mm. Harmonizing is a way to tell yourself that we're all one energy. And if we look very close to it, we will see that it works one. I can only go so far and I have to uh, hand the torch to someone else so they can complete what I really want done. So Mm. within that harmonizing or being humble or being grateful for every experience that you take and every um, energy that you hold with someone else, that is a good duality to have to know that we are learning at the same time growing Mm -hmm. from each other. And I think remembering that, um, we're contagious all the time. It's just, what are you passing along? You can be contagious with hope, right? You can be contagious with positive energy. You can start tapping into your gifts and sharing them with the people around you to help uplift one another. Like you can be a light that lights another light or you can be, you, you, you can also do the revert, the opposite of all those things too. Right. And but what we want to encourage is bringing more light, bringing more healing, being being bringing more compassion. You know, I'm inspired when I hear stories in the news about, um, you know, certain breweries maybe converting their facilities into making hand sanitizer and sending those out around the country. Or you have companies that have started uh, using their uh, facilities, I think GM or 3M is one of these companies that is starting to produce ventilators. You know, we can spend a lot of time talking about how the ball got dropped and where it got dropped and why uh, testing should have started earlier and a whole bunch of things. And all those are very true in their facts. But we also should understand that through the power of our thoughts, words, and actions, we are the living embodiment and possess the will of God. So if we're not using our thoughts and our words and our actions in a direction that is helping to uplift and speak life and speak healing and encourage rest and reflection, that we're only perpetuating the energy of of sickness, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual or emotional. And that is what I think this whole moment, one of the things that this whole moment is calling on all of us to heal and transform. We have to wrap up pretty soon, but Dion, do you have like a few um, words you want to say and how people can find you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, how they can find me. Okay. You can find me on Facebook at Food for Your Soul. I also have a podcast. It's called Food for Your Soul. It's in Spotify and several other locations. I did want to say one thing about... Um, the mask. Yes. And I feel like we're all wearing masks to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when I think of the mask, I think of our ancestors, how they Mm -hmm. would be beaten, you know, and, and hung and all these sorts of things to make us be able to live a true life, a better Mm -hmm. life. So I think of wearing a mask these days, we all wear a mask. And I think of all my ancestors wearing masks to, to survive. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we don't have to wear a mask anymore. And that perspective, we need to wear another mask. And that's our mask of love. Mm -hmm. That is presenting that energy out there, that mask of love, self-reflection. So I just want to let that be a, just want to state that there are, People, there are ancestors that did a lot of work for us to get this far, mm-hmm. and we are still acting as if we got to work like they did. Mm. You know, that that's a great point. You know, and I love what you said about the mask because that's going to set us up for the piece that we're going to close with. You know, I also want to uh, quote Anderson Cooper. He was saying the other day how he was reading some book and reflecting on how everyone in the United States is a descendant of ancestors who survived incredibly difficult and horrible things. And we are their descendants so that we can get through this. So that's one thing that I want to leave our listeners with. And the other thing is, yeah, as we're out in the street and whether you're choosing to wear a mask or not, I want you to think about 
this concept of the mask. We're wearing physical masks for our physical protection, but are you taking the mask off and letting your true self come forward? And if you haven't been doing this, please, 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 please take advantage of this time to get in touch with your true self because um, you don't have to wear the energetic masks so much anymore. We need everyone to bring their true selves to the table and let their light shine. WOVU listeners, you have been listening to Conversations and Courage with the girl Imani Capri and special guest uh, who's going to be here more regularly, Mr. Dion Lane, all the way from Vallejo, California, spiritual healer, visionary, creative soul. Hey, hey, hey. We are going to close with a clip um, that actually Dion shared with us from Maya Angelou talking about wearing a mask, and she's going to do a powerful poem. So thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe. I have uh, written a poem for a woman who rides a bus in New York City. She's a maid. She has two shopping bags. When the bus stops abruptly, she laughs. If the bus stops slowly, she laughs. If the bus picks up someone, she laughs. If the bus misses someone, she <laughs> So I watched her for about nine months. I thought, mm, uh-huh. Now, if you don't know black features, you may think she's laughing. But she wasn't laughing. She was simply extending her lips and making a sound. <laughs> I said, oh, I see. That's that survival apparatus. Now, let me write about that to honor this woman who helps us to survive. By her very survival, Miss Rosie, through your destruction, I stand up. So I used the poem with Mr. Paul Lawrence Dunbar's poem, Masks, and my own poem for old black men. Mr. Dunbar wrote Masks in 1892. We wear the mask that grins and lies. It shades our cheeks and hides our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile. With torn and bleeding hearts, we smile and mouth with myriad subtleties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? And they let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smile, but oh my God, our tears to thee from tortured souls arise and we sing. Hey, baby, Biden, we sing. Hey, but oh, the clay is vile beneath our feet and long the mile. But let the world think otherwise. We wear the mask. When I think about myself, <laughs> I almost laugh myself to death. My life has been one great big joke, a dance that's walked, a song was spoke. I laugh so hard, <laughs> I almost choke when I think about myself. Seventy years in these folks' world, the child I works for calls me girl. I say, <laughs> yes, ma'am, for working sake. I'm too proud to bend and too poor to break, so <laughs> I laugh until my stomach ache when I think about myself. My folks can make me split my side. I laugh so hard, <laughs> I nearly died. The tales they tell sound just like lying. They grow the fruit but eat the rind. <laughs> I laugh <laughs> until I start to cry when I think about myself and my folks, and the little children. My fathers sit on benches. Their flesh count every plank. The slats leave dents of darkness deep in their withered flank, and they nod like broken candles, all waxed and burnt profound. They say, but sugar, it was our submission that made your world go round. There in those pleated faces, I see the auction block, the chains and slavery's coffles, the whip and lash and stock. 
my father's speaking voices that shred my fact and sound. They say, but sugar, it was our submission and that made your world go round. They laughed to shield their crying. They shuffled through their dreams. They stepped and fetched a country and wrote the blues in screams. I understand their meaning. It could and did derive from living on the ledge of death. They kept my race alive by wearing the mask. <laughs> I'm Joy Johnson, Associate Director of Burton Bell Car Development, also referred to as BBC. When you hear BBC, you may think of the British Broadcasting Company. We are actually named for three community leaders who served the Central and Kinsman neighborhoods in the past, Lonnie Burton, James Bell, and Charles V. Carr. Residents of the Central and Kinsman neighborhoods may be familiar with those names because we have the Lonnie Burton Recreation Center. We have Charles Carr Avenue in Garden Valley. We have the James Bell Pool on East 71st Street in Central. Many of our residents were alive when those three leaders served the community. Folks outside of the community sometimes think we're a law firm, a CPA, or that Burton, Bell, or Carr are people who work here and founded the organization. They were all deceased when Burton Bell Carr was founded in 19. and the organization was named to honor their contributions to the neighborhoods. So now you know who we are, Burton Bell Car Development. I'm Sophie Absolutely. My name is Ken Hawkins Jr. I'm Lev Lachey XO. This is Darnell Carter, the family man. This is Vanessa Whiting. This is Erica Abrams. This is Reggie Hyman. Yo, what it do with your girl DJ Coco Z? And you rocking out to WOVU 95.9 FM. <laughs> 